Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, it is I, Jack Graham, we are here, the final episode of season 12 of this draft, the tag team season, the most fun season, but it's not all fun times here, as a sombre episode of days, a sad one, as we do get to say our, our final, you know, you know how when you put, see YouTube videos and you see folks saying our final goodbye, it's an asterisk, this time it's not an asterisk, unfortunately, this time. David Campbell is. He is leaving the pod. He's going to pastures new. He will not return. Uh, It's it's a sad day. Yeah, I will not return. Viva forever. Um, Draftees, you know, we've had a fun journey on Saturday Draft Live. Um, This this particular show, Jack, has had a history of jumping channels um, and more than Ross McLeod jumps up and down at the prospect of a penalty at Rangers. Um, <laughs> so it's been it's been a fun journey having left, came back, managing to do it with you guys. I've, been, I've enjoyed this run. This feels like my, my Shawn Michaels run when he when he came back after losing his smile, but you're the undertaker. It's time to tombstone me. This is the final goodbye today. Yeah, this is, the, this is the final goodbye. And also we've got we've got uh, we've got lots to go on through. Also, we'll do our usual top three of the week, our normal table. We'll then do the listeners' league. We'll we'll do our final analysis of the imploding goat tones, as David oh. Campbell said on day. Excellent. I, I believe that, that you you do have some sort of of announcement that's going to be taking place in the future of what's happening with SDL, SDL and yourself. Of what's oh, going to be happening what later. would my final show be without a bit of controversy? Hey, Alan McLucas, how are you doing? <laughs> um, but <laughs> I do have an announcement, um, which you will hear at the end of the show. So I'll put that. I'll leave that. I'll leave you with that tip bit, Jack. I'll leave you with that tip bit for now. There we go. Right, but let's, 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 let's just get to it. Let's just get our top three of the week. Yeah. Here we go. Number three is the Usos. A, a, a solid tag team we've seen in the in, in many a different season. Yeah. Uh, 11 points this week. Dave and Gary have got, they've got 32 points overall with them. I believe they are the best performing tag team this season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. So, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great show, and they've got uh, a match of WrestleMania up against Shinsuke Nakamura and Bergs. Mm. Will they? Will they win that? I, 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 I don't know because it, it seems that like they've held the tag titles on for ages. You never really have a long tag title reign in WWE anymore. It's a, it's a bit of a weird one, but yeah, it's, yeah. I, I don't know your thoughts. Well, the Usos, you know, everyone is going to have them on their ballot at some point in time because they are one of the greatest tag teams in the history of WWE, I would go I would argue as far as. Um, and in terms of points, you're not only getting the Usos in a vacuum. You know, you're getting them with, with Roman and that's what that's what does it for them. The Usos um sixty seven points in season ten, right? For me, they at that stage, Jack, were the fifth highest scoring tag team uh, in a single season of all time. You know what I mean? So they still have it in them. Not this season. They might actually make it onto the leaderboard. The last uh, person document, the last team document is this leaderboard is Fish and O'Reilly. They scored 38 points. The Usos are currently sitting on 32. So they might do that at WrestleMania weekend, get themselves again onto that leaderboard, solidifying themselves as one of the best tag team picks you can have in the history of this entire thing. But you've got to 
think, Jack, next season, looking towards that long stretch towards SummerSlam, people like consistency, people like sure things, and I think people are going to like the Usos. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Even even if they, they do so happen to to drop the title, you know. But mm. even if Reigns, not not that I want to put t- like we we ideas into folks' heads. If Reigns wins this unification match, yeah. it's not just going to be in SmackDown that all three of them will appear with 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 Heyman. You know what I mean? Well, that's exactly it. The, the, the unification match has so many um, implications. The Usos are just one of them, Jack. Because if here's here's a Here's a fucking crazy fact for you, right? Say Brock Lesnar wins. It's very likely that Brock Lesnar would become the highest scoring pick of this season, which I don't think is something any of us would have predicted before this season picked off when Billy and Stacey picked him. I don't think that's something that we had in mind, but we need to see this is this is the craziness of WrestleMania, the craziness of the draft. Well, well, we'll go on, we'll move on to, well, as a joint first, but we'll, we'll, I'll go as, as the order shows it. Sasha Banks on 12 points. Uh, a part of Andy and Ross's team, not 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 many picks we've seen of them coming up in the top three yeah. this season. Sasha Banks, it's, it, what, what we what seemed to think originally was going to be a, a women's tag title match just between uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi against Queensland and Carmella. Now it seems to be a four-way. It seemed that the Sonya Deville view just kind of got scrapped with Naomi for, 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 for no reason. It's just it's a flung together, flung together match, but it could be a lot of fun. It could, it could spell more points for Andy and Ross. Yeah, absolutely. And Sasha Banks, again, when you look at the women's tag team division, right, sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's really shit. You know, we had that <laughs> Naya and Shayna season um, that has went down in the annals of draft history. Um, but then sometimes you, you pick in the towel, you're hoping you pick up some, some wins. And I think this just comes down to Sasha Banks winning quite a bit recently. You know what I mean? Tapping out Zelina and the winning end of eight-man tag team matches because of the way they book that division when it comes time for a big women's tag team title defence. If you back the right horse, you are going to get points. And Sasha Banks, she's been fairly consistent in the draft. Like, a lot of the time, she's maybe round about this sort of... 20 point mark sometimes get breaking I love that she's had really bad seasons but she's also had some really good ones you look back to season 5 I believe 180 points for Sasha Banks there you've got to think again looking forward to next season what is what Sasha Banks are you going to get one of the last times we did a long season she got a shit ton of points is someone going to take the chance on her again fairly high up I'm not so sure maybe second round for Sasha uh, it's, it's it's always a an, an unknown entity, and I think the kind of an interesting thing that could could appear uh, next season for mm-hmm. for Sasha Banks is the the imminent return of Bailey, which you know they them two are always intertwined together. So there's, there yeah. could always be something with that. It's, it's been it's been noted with a lot of controversy recently that uh, WrestleMania has no women's matches that aren't for the title. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not good enough. Gary Kernan always talks about the that style of booking, and I had to be pop at AEW this week because they don't, you know, give enough time to their women's division. But you're right, the fact that there's no women's match that isn't for the title and it's just like an organic rivalry is a problem. But I think maybe it speaks to the sort of depth of character in the division, and that I think we have a lot of good wrestlers there. But you need to allow people to flesh out their character even more. Put it this way: if Bailey was fit and ready to go now, 
I think she would have had a feud at Mania, probably the same way Asuka. I think they're two big missing puzzle pieces for WWE right now, and hopefully they get them back and things look a bit better heading into the summer months with that. I think if the if, if Bailey was available, you probably have Bailey and Banks together together again in that sort of match. As if she came back pretty soon, and we probably would see an Iomi yeah. Sonya Deville match at Mania because that's that seemed to be the kind of the match you'd think that organically growing oh, match totally. Mania. But, yeah, totally. Totally. But now, now we're just going to go on. Now we're just we're kind of just not talking at the draft and talking about <laughs> kind of hate. So we'll move on. We'll move on to, to uh, the uh, the listeners' league favourite Tony Schiavone, twelve points. Uh, reading the charge for Calum and JP, I think that if this man does not go round one next season, it is uh, very very stupid. Yeah, especially with such a long season. Like we've talked about the ups and downs. Tony Schiavone is always consistent. He's the latest in a long line of the like the Mount Rushmore. Of non-wrestling picks in the draft, you look at Messrs Zelina, Pierce, Deville, and Shivani. You know, what I mean, he is—he's right now on top of that particular subset of draft divisions. A favourite of the Bastard Listeners League, uh, people like Robert Fucking Shaw, whose name I just had to say one last time. But you're right, Shivani ends up being a genius pick for these guys so high up, um, and I think you're right. He has to go round one next season. Right, well, that's, that's our top three. We'll go to the table, and I'll, I won't dwell on it too much that uh, the GOAT tones are in last place in 85 points. We'll talk By about the them way, after. I hope we stay last. I'm rooting for Stacey and Billy. <laughs> <laughs> so, use are last. We'll talk about your team after the last News League, but yeah. I'll, I'll go for the, go for the rest of them. As you yeah, did say, Billy and Stacey, the Nightmares of the North in 89 points in eighth position. A wee bit ahead of them, the B-Sharps of Andy and Ross, uh, 98 and a half points. Then another kind of gap is our champion from last season, Al McLucas, with Tom McManus and 120 half points champion Big Boz and then you see myself and Daniel uh, I've, I've came on I've said before I absolutely shattered this season for me and Daniel with, with some of the choices and it's not worked out so that some of the ways I thought would happen it's it's been unfortunate but you know the Market Street process we go on again for team next season we will make sure that does not happen again and a huge a huge gap up to men in the mission 2.0 39 points in fourth position uh, 160 points overall a 39 point gap for David Talkney and Gary Kernan and then we kind of get into the the big, the big bulk of it, and I'll, I'll kind of go through their teams here. Scott and Chris of the McLopez with cheese. You see their teams with cheese. Jurassic <laughs> Express, Bianca Belair, Sammy Guevara, Camille Hayes, Kaylee Ray, John Moxley. Not a lot of firepower going into this big weekend. We do have mm. Camille Hayes, and he has in a ladder match for his North American title tonight. Kaylee Ray is in a fatal four-way for the women's title tonight for NXT, and Bianca Belair is also in a match tonight against Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. Yeah. Uh, some some potential for, for for points there. Maybe 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 get two of the their, their uh, performers there getting points. They have nothing going into Sunday. Uh, Jim and Stephen, the quintessential stud muffins, are 178 and a half points. We look at their team. They have Creed Brothers. I think they're in a tag title match tonight. CM Punk, Rhea Ripley is also in a tag title match. Kevin Owens and the KO show, which could potentially go into a match against Stone Cold Steve Austin tonight. Oh, and see Dana Brooke might have some 24 7 title shenanigans and Brian Danielson. And our number one. Oh, our number one. Oh, oh no. The Sex Express, 182 points of Callum Bennett and JP. Mm. Uh, a bloody disgrace, to be honest. This has been <laughs> yeah. up here. But uh, you know what? We've, uh, I, I shat in their team so much that first day. But, you know, fair, fair fucking play. It's, 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 worked, it's worked out for them. Mark Jack, April. They could make history drafting number one as well. 
to win. I know. I, 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 I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it, but we do see RK Bro probably going to have a successful time with the fence. Becky Lynch probably isn't going to win our, our, our match tonight. Uh, Tony Shivani, they've got as much points as they can with him. No, probably going to show up and do an interview at Mania the way he's been going, man. <laughs> Tony, uh, Cora Jade in the Fatal 4-Way. If she doesn't get pinned, that's like very good damage limitation, I think. Darby Allen's not getting any more points than Gunther is going up against LA Knight. Mm-hmm. Probably get your win there as well, because I do see a main roster arrival happening imminently for LA, LA Knight. But uh, I believe for your for the final time, you need to come in with some uh, <sighs> much love enthusiasm. Jesus for the next segment of our show. David Campbell, yeah. take it away. Well, we are going to talk about, we usually talk about the, the top five of the Listeners League, but however, in sixth place is Robert fucking Shaw. <laughs> uh, so I do just need to get out uh, with the draft bastards. Robert Shaw, respect to you, sir. All right, great confessor. I hope to see you win that league again and get back up because God knows I'd rather you were in it forever than fucking JP. Uh, but in fifth place, it's Stuart Irvin with a collection of greatness. Are we saying collection of greatness? Collection of, you know, goodness in fifth, but it's hardly great, Stuart. You know, rethink your team names, my friend. Uh, in fourth place, it's Lee McAteer with extreme progress. Why is the listeners league suddenly become the progress of wrestling, like, propaganda <laughs> site? You know we I mean? we do have we do have the owners of progress in the in the in, in the group chat with. Well, give us more exclusive news. You know what I mean? I can't get a fucking cup of coffee at a Ross Alcock. Never mind a feature show. You know what I mean? So we need to see about that one. So start sending us some exclusives, and then you can promote pro, pro, progress in this feed. Uh, Fraser Graham with Frazman's All Stars. Somebody once told me that the draft is going to blow you, uh, Fraser, because you're third, and I don't think that you're going to end up winning. Um, Craig Forsyth, insert name here, Craig. That is not funny. It's never been funny. Just pick a fucking team name. The witless wonder that is Craig Forsyth. And in first place, it is Adam Calley with how much wood can Braun Breaker break if Braun Breaker could break wood. I think that's the best reading of that team name yet. Looks like Cali is going to be joining you for a long season so Cali, pull up a chair, get comfy because it's a long season it'd be losing, sir. So make sure you bring your draft game next season, Jack. is back over to you. Well, yeah, also we've got Adam and Craig, and you know, I'm looking looking at their teams. Adam's got Usos, Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Naomi will be performing over the weekend. And we look at Craig's team; they got Heyman and Reigns appearing together. Becky Lynch, Brock Lesnar, and Sonya Deville. So it's if I had to put my bet on one, I'd say Adam. I would, I would, I would say Adam to come yeah. up next next season. But you never know what you never know what happens over many a weekend. We've seen some dodgy decisions, much like Madcap Moss winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal last night. But that's that's by that's by the by. I think. I think right before we get on to the the, the implosion of the goat tones, I will say that see, we were talking about the three at the top of the table: David, uh, mm-hmm. Scott, and Chris, Jim and Stephen, Callum and JP. You have to give me right now who's winning this season out of the three. Oh, it's it's a tough it's tough not to say Callum and JP, but I do think that as a world where Scott and Chris have because you said they didn't have a lot of firepower, but I do think they have quality firepower. Like for me, I've predicted in our sweeps at least two of them that the Bianca will win, and I see a Kaylee Ray win actually for the title as well in that fatal four way. Carmel Hayes ladder match every chance that he could do it as well. Calm and JP, the problem is I don't see Cora Jade winning, right? Becky Lynch isn't going to win. And Gumfer, I'm 50-50 on. And then RK Bro as well, I think. 
I don't know. I'll go with Callum and JP. I don't think it'll be Jim and Steven. I think it's between Callum and JP and Mick Lopez with cheese. I'll give the edge to Callum and JP, but it wouldn't shock me entirely if it was Scott and Chris. It's a, it's a, it's a very exciting time, much like the, 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 the closeness of the of our next segment of the show of the inclusion of the goat tones. Obviously, you've been seen on the community page uh, during last last week, during the week there. Yeah, uh, I was I was live and I was announcing the teams that uh, David Campbell and Ryan Gallagher have picked for their one-on-one sweep going into WrestleMania to prove who is the better half of the GOAT tones. And I'll break down the teams quickly again. Obviously, in your teams, uh, David, you've got RK Pro, Bianca Belair, Bron Breaker and Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Ryan's got the Usos, Ronda Rousey, Drew McIntyre and Stone Cold Steve Austin. As the scores currently stand, it started last night. Yep. Ryan Gallagher's on 12 points, you're on 10. Yes. Give us your thoughts. I think it's a... Uh... It's a bloody disgrace that <laughs> that has happened. Uh, the Usos have done well for him. The, the one benefit I have, I think, in terms of the head-to-head, RK Bro, I think, are more likely to defend the titles than the Usos are, in my personal opinion. I think Braun Breaker is going to get a title win. Drew McIntyre will get a normal pay-per-view win. You know what I mean? Um, Pat McAfee... I think will win, but even if he doesn't, will appear over both nights in a commentary capacity. Steve Austin only booked for one segment, and then Bianca and Ronda will cancel each other out. So I do think that I have the superior team still, and I will beat Ryan because Jack putting it plain and simple to you, I have given Ryan far too much credit for what he brought to the Goat Tones over the years. Many people have guessed and many people have speculated about who the true brains the Goat Tones were. And I've tried to be nice about the full thing, but at the end of the day it's night, and as Ellie Knight says, night time is night time, and David Campbell was the true brains of the Goat Tones. And if I lose to Ryan Galkin in this, I will leave ESSR not only angry, Jack, but worse. Do you know what I'll leave ESSR as? Disappointed. Huffy. Coffee, coffee. <laughs> You're going to and be like, oh, each sleep suplex retweets a shite podcast anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to do that anyway. Um, but <laughs> this will just make me do it a bit more, a bit more gusto, a bit more venom. You'll bring back that other fucking account. Twitter account. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that thing. I really wish I hadn't deleted it sometimes, you know, that way. <laughs> oh, God. I had two Twitter accounts. I had the GOAT account and I had Dr. Lawyer. Uh, back in the day for all <laughs> to set all legal disputes. Oh, what a time that was. Someone someone bring back fake characters to ESSR, the darkness. Who's gonna be the new embodiment of the darkness? I can't wait to eat it. <laughs> but you're you are talking about what a time, but I do believe that it is time to say goodbye. It's your yes. uh, it's your final hurrah here in uh, ESR. That was it's a privilege that I, I get to be the one on your on your on your final episode in the show that you started with. It's been some of course. Been some been some great times. Some uh, many titles have been defended on this, many draft opportunities have been used. Not this season. I know that's been some confusion. I don't, I don't really care to be honest, uh, but uh, there's been a lot of confusion with it, I guess. But no, it's been it's been a, a, a fantastic fantastic thing having you on this boy coming back again doing this show yeah. every second Saturday it's, it's been great but I do I do believe you do have an announcement for the future of SDL and what and what is happening with, with you leaving and leaving the podcast in general so I well, would like to step, step up to the plate absolutely just first and foremost I'd like to say goodbye to everyone at ESSR because even Stephen Wilson um, it's been such a, a privilege to have been part of this for so many years over four years Jack 
over four years I've been I've been on these airwaves or a wee break in between. So it's like it's been a long ass time. But every panelist who I've ever shared a show with has been absolutely sensational. Keep following the guys and the work they're doing here. Um, and especially Stephen Wilson, because he's a man of incredibly large ego. All right. So <laughs> you do need to just make sure that you mention him at least once a show and he gets really happy about that. So that's my wee word of advice to, to Callum Bennett and Chris and John. I sure wouldn't know the newbies there. Just keep Stephen sweet, you'll be fine. Um the other thing is obviously the future of Saturday Draft Live. This is a show that I love. And when you think about what would you replace when I'm leaving, I don't think it's in terms of hosting skill. You have that from, from Jack there. It's not in terms of experience. Scott's been here since day one, knows this draft inside and out, um, and absolutely adores everything that he does with it. And it's in, in terms of analysis, you probably could replace that, but you want to replace David Hockney if you're going to do that, you know what I mean? To get some <laughs> I'm kidding on Dave, obviously I'm kidding on. But um, the one thing that I do have is that the love I have for this game, I think Stephen has created. The reason I, I called for Saturday Draft Live to be created in the first place is how great I think this entire game is. And there's one other person who loves this game as much as I do. He has been a Listener's League veteran since day dot. He has appeared twice Um in the draft proper because he came back for the 10th anniversary season as well and that's that's the people's representative Ryan Dunglish. Ryan has proved himself someone who just gets this game, is invested in this game and will give his all each and every single Saturday alongside the, the three great pundits we already have in this show um, to continue making Saturday Draft Live. Yes, Ross McLeod, you're hearing me correctly. The A show on the ESSR network. So that's all I have to say. Goodbye from me. Hello to the people's representative in the era of Ryan Douglas and Saturday Draft Live. Yes, it does. Is it, is, it, is it doing gloom? Is it going to be a good time? We will, we will find out. Uh, it won't, obviously, it's is, is, is main duties, much like my, myself. It will be Saturday Draft Live. I'm sure you'll see him pop up in other things associated with the podcast, maybe the odd feature show. Maybe he'll be in a quiz showdown or something like that on the, on the, on the YouTube airways at some point. But you will see myself, Scott McLeod, David Hockney, not David Campbell, but Ryan Lugleish. Uh, next week when we do the live stream as we do our selection for the next season of the draft season 13 we're going big we're going home it's the transfer window season it's, it's all it's all cooking with gas but we'll talk about that on the stream and uh, for me it's it's a goodbye from me I'll see you next week uh, David Gamble Viva forever ladies and gentlemen cheerio both of us were dreaming.